It is the new year, and with that means that we've got a lot of people who are building New Year's resolutions. And at the same time, there are a lot of people who like to bash New Year's resolutions. People like to say, oh, New Year's resolutions don't work, and everybody's gonna drop them. And, you know, there's some truth on both sides of that argument. However, what I want to do today is talk about three things, three common mistakes that I see with people when they're making their New Year's resolutions. And I want to preface this by saying that I am a big fan of setting a resolution for your entire year. I think it's a great thing to do if you do it correctly and you avoid some common pitfalls. And uh, we're gonna talk about them right now. What is up, people? Jean Carlos here with the Total Body Training Podcast, where I help people lose weight, tone up, and get fit, get lean, gain muscle, and build some damn confidence. And today, we're talking all about three common mistakes that people make. Now, these are in no order, and you know, I'm sure that there are lots of other mistakes. Maybe I'll make some other videos about this topic, but these were the first three that jumped out to me, and so I feel it deep down in my bones that we should talk about these first. Let's begin. Okay. <clears throat> All right, uh, I'm going to start with the first one on this list, which is not reflecting on past failures. Da -da -dum. All right, what do I mean by that? <laughs> oh boy. I've done this. <clears throat> All right. If you're trying to do a New Year's resolution, especially if it's a health-related one, and it's something that you've tried to do multiple times, so years have gone by of you saying that you have uh, this goal, but not knowing how to do it, then we need to ask ourselves, why? And I don't think that it's just as simple as, well, I didn't follow up with it or I fell off track with it. You need to figure out why you didn't follow off with it and why you fell off track with it. I think taking a few moments to really reflect on your past failures can be an opportunity for you to learn about what you did wrong. So let's take 2019. If your goal was to get into the gym and work out at least three to four or five days a week and you didn't, why? Okay, was it work related? Was it lifestyle related? Was it that you just didn't feel motivated? Was it that you weren't doing the right kinds of workouts for yourself? And once you identify one of these things, I want you to think about what you can do to resolve that. So let's pick out the idea that you didn't pick out the right kinds of workouts. If you didn't pick out the right kinds of workouts, is there something else that you can do? Is there another form of training that you can do to help you get on track? Now, maybe you're one of these people, like myself, that doesn't who didn't, I didn't like working out at one point. Maybe you're one of these people who's just like, man, I fucking hate going and exercising and working out. All right, yeah, I get it, I totally get it. So here's my recommendation. What you do is you find something that you moderately don't hate and then you find someone to hold you accountable. So finding a trainer or finding some kind of class that you are investing a good chunk of money into to help you stay on track will help you stay on track better than if you did it by yourself. And I don't recommend using your friends as an accountability partner. I've talked about why I don't think that that's always the best solution. I think that having friends as accountability partners works less often than people would think. But, you know, uh, really take some time to reflect. Maybe it's not that. Maybe you're just hung up on something else. Maybe that's the reason why you can't stay on track. But either way, I believe strongly that if you've made a mistake repeatedly and you haven't invested the time into figuring out how you did it, why you did it, and how you can resolve that more effectively going on, you will be doomed to making the same mistake over and over 
and over again. So that is my suggestion. The next one on this list is uh, saying versus doing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do health and wellness and fitness and they say to me something that they would like to do like I would like to get healthier and it stops at that I would like to lose weight and it stops at that so I mean is it even fair to call that a resolution if you didn't actually invest the time into properly doing that thing and to properly, you know, following up with it. <clears throat> Saying and doing are two very different things. And I think that when you've said that you want to do something repeatedly for years, that you can fall into the trap of feeling like you tried when in actuality you so my recommendation here is that if you're saying that you want to get in shape, you want to lose weight, but you don't personally have the strength to put that shit together and to put it into plan, that you again find an accountability partner. It doesn't have to be a trainer. However, I feel that if you get someone like myself or someone that can help you stay on track, you'll be more likely to stay accountable to it. Now, another option, if you're feeling like you want, you've got to do this on your own, is to keep a journal and start to track what it is that you want to do and how you're going to get it done, which spills into the third thing that I had um, recommended for people, which is uh, there's a lack of planning on the part of most people. So what do I mean by that? The third thing, third reason why I see that people fail is that they will say that they want to do something. They'll start in the beginning to do it. So you'll get people with New Year's resolutions, especially in the fitness industry, who come in, they want to work out, so they'll start to follow some kind of program, um, but they don't really do any longitudinal planning. Uh, in the book Grit by Angela Duckworth, she talks about the differences between short-term planning and long-term planning. I believe it's called longitudinal planning. I can't remember. It's a great book though. But essentially the idea is that goals, especially long-term goals, are made up of smaller milestone goals, shorter goals. And when we're trying to plan for something, like let's say that you want to lose 50 pounds, you need to consider every single step of that rather than just looking at you know, the big longer term goal. It's like you're waiting for the end of a story without building up what's going to happen in between. You can't get to the final destination if you don't have the roadmap to get there. <laughs> Am I mincing my metaphors? Maybe, but you get the point. A lot of us can see the finish line in our heads. We know what it looks like, but we don't know how to get there. And I think that taking some time to really think through what weight loss means or sticking with a weight regimen so you can hit a new PR or running a 5K or a 10K, whatever, you know, all the in-between goals, what those things are comprised of, when we don't take those into consideration, we're just not going to make it. If we just kind of start, more than likely, we're just gonna kind of flounder. So take the time to consider every step of what your big goal is going to look like, every little intermediate goal that leads to the big goal. 
and include in there the things that will hinder you and slow you down. So if you know that you uh, always screw up with drinking, or if you know that you're bad at planning or you don't know how to program a program, sometimes finding somebody else with weightlifting or something like that to help you with that or nutrition to help you with that will be a good option. So they're gonna help you set up a realistic goal. Um, whatever the case might be, you're going to need to set a solid short-term and long-term plan for hitting your big goals for the new year. And so I hope that today's episode was a help to y'all. If you enjoyed what I'm talking about here, please click the link in the description section where there is a link to one free class with me here at Total Body Training. All right, people, thank you so much for tuning in to the Total Body Training Podcast. Until next time. Peace. So I went from a size 16 to a size 6'7", and I've lost currently about 60 pounds with TDT. I've lost 60 pounds since I started here, and the body fat that I've lost is 16.2%. I've definitely noticed a lot in like those hard to reach areas, the muffin top, the back fat. It's really slimmed down for me. The weightlifting, it's definitely kept me toned, and it's definitely kept me confident to where I can you know, show my legs because I have great quads, you know, with TBT or my arms because I, I can pull myself up or lift. Total Body Training um, offers a uh, one-time uh, free tra training session. So you come in, you get a great workout, and you can decide if you want to join. And definitely you're going to want to join because you won't regret the free workout.